Ace Podcast. Hey everyone, this amazing ESO Network show is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Amazon.com. Please remember to shop Amazon for all your geeky needs, no matter what time of the year it is. All you need to do is go to ESOPodcast.com slash ESO Amazon. Or click on the Amazon banner on the ESO Network webpage to go to our e-store. It's the best way to shop and the best way to support this program, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Okay, that's enough of me babbling for now. Now on with your regular scheduled show. Hi, this is Mark. Congratulations. You have found this amazingly awesome show. Chances are you're listening to it right now on whether it's iTunes or Stitcher Radio or some other mobile app that allows you to stream this amazingly awesome show to your ear holes. And I can't stress how awesomely amazing the show really is. But did you know that you can also catch the latest episode of this show on the Tangibound Network? That's right. Go check out TangibondNetwork.com. You can look them up and you can listen to it right there. It's even mobile friendly. What more could you ask for? which means you can pull it up on your iPhone or your Android, even your Windows phone. Yeah, who has one of those? But still, point remains, you can do it. You can do it. Check it out, tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. Check it out. I'm Chris Farrell from the official GunnaGeek.com podcast, a proud member of the GunnaGeek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. It's going to be another great episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos we have for today as we... All right, well, we're recording. You can hear us. We're talking. This is the Pop Culture Cosmos podcast, and I am not your host, Gerald Glassford. I'm actually somebody else, and I'm joined by somebody else who also is not Gerald Glassford. This is a, uh, a hostile takeover by Humanican Media of the property formerly known as the Pop Culture Cosmos um, what happened was we just uh, we had a big bucket of money, so we, we bought them, and uh, here we are. So now you have to listen to us for the next hour, and then we're, we're probably going to sell it back to Pop Culture Cosmos. So there's that. But um, you know, I'm ranting, so let's. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm your host, Josh Peterson. I'm joined here by the one and only uh, Eddie. I wish I had something more clever to say. But, it's all right. But it's Eddie, right. how you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Glad to be here. Yeah. You seen any good movies lately? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy a few weeks ago. Okay. That was a good one. I try, try not to go to the theaters too many times a year, you know, just wait for it. Because, just because DVDs, you know, back in the day when DVD VHS, it was, you had to wait a year before a movie would come out and now it's like literally a month, month and a half. So, and even still like back when VHS would come out, like they would print some and then you'd have, they'd sell out and it'd be like weeks before they got more. Oh yeah. It's it's definitely come a long way. So generally, I'll just wait until it comes on Amazon, and I'll just I'll just buy it. That's generally how I do it. So good idea. Well, because too, also you have like what a month before it comes out. Now it gets released on digital. Yeah. So if you're like super desperate yeah. to watch it, and I think what Beauty and the Beast was out just what a month or two ago, yeah, it's and crazy. it's already released it's out. Already out on Blu-ray. Man, well, because we live in a world where everything needs to be now, 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 now. 
It's so. it's true. I'm because I'm 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 starting to think that like soon people aren't even going to bother going to the movie theaters. I wonder if that's why like box office numbers are, are so low. Like there was a time I've, when they they were higher. I think one day you'll see where Regal AMC Edwards instead of having the theater set up, they will just go to digital. It'll be they'll buy the rights for a month before it's released onto anything, just like they do at the movie theaters. They'll buy or rent however they do so. Um, the film, and then you just go on to you know a special app for on your t- smart TV or your PlayStation, uh-huh. and it's okay. Go ahead, and it's you know they'll it's X amount of dollars, and I think they'll make more money that way than they do having to have the building, have the theater, have you know the concession, pay people. I think I think we'll see that in the near future. That's that's it's funny you say that because if you look at like um, like televisions, they're they're. Yeah, huge like seventy-inch television for hardly any money these days. So yeah, it's seriously. Like, so everyone's saying, you know, I go to the movies for the experience. I want the the recliners, the popcorn, the the, the soda, or whatever. But you can do all that stuff for a lot cheaper at home. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, I, I guarantee you, like these opening weekend numbers, like if they had some kind of system where you could just wa- like pay your thirteen bucks or whatever to watch it from your house. Mm-hmm. That the numbers, the box office—I don't box office numbers—they wouldn't be that anymore. But like opening weekend numbers would be a lot higher. Yeah, and then and then again, I think what you'll start to see is a trend where I don't know, you know, maybe AMC and Edwards won't catch on to that that fast because they're such a brick and mortar establishment. Right. I think it'll be maybe companies like Universal, uh, Warner Brothers that say, hey, you know what? Let's cut the middleman out and let's just make some money, and we can make our our own apps to deal with this. You pay $15, $20, let's say, to rent it for one-time showing. How many people are they going to sell on that? Oh, you know, if you go, if you look at uh, the drive-in theaters, what they used to be, they still have some in Corona and Riverside. For 10, for 10 bucks, I think an adult, and then like $7 for kids, you get two movies. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that we're going to start to see a, a change in trend. Oh, for sure. So I think sure. I think they'll make more money by doing it this way. Right. The way I'm talking about versus somebody having to go to a theater, stand in a line full of people, have it's, to smell people. Yeah. Well, it's it's weird too because – actually, I got two points to make. One would be – remember how like when – CDs first started coming out and they had like record stores and they're like, no man, this is never going to go out of business. Even if they did go digital, people are still going to want to buy CDs. That was wrong. True. And then you have this whole idea that, uh, you know, we're going to put in recliners and people want the experience of going to a movie theater. They, they don't. I mean, it, it, this, this is proof here that like a lot of, there's not really a lot of original like content hitting movie theaters anymore. It's all like franchise based. So like I could stay home and like watch an indie film, which is completely original and oftentimes better than a lot of the movies that I have the option of watching in theaters. I just watch from my couch. So it's like, what's the, you know, what's, what's drawing me to the movie theaters besides these big like superhero movies, which is all we're really getting these days. So if you take the numbers, let's say for The Mummy, we're looking at 32, just over $32 million. If you take that nationwide, because I believe that's domestic box office, that's not international, I don't right, believe. Right, right. If you take that divided by our population and really how much a movie ticket costs nowadays, you know, anywhere from 13 to $20. Right. I mean, really, how many people are going to the movies? Unless, it again, it is like, say, like Wonder Woman or it's something Marvel. That's where true. People are, where people are lining up to get tickets. 
other than those kind of like blockbusters, I highly doubt anybody lined up to see The Mummy. Yeah. I think it was one of those, oh, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? Well, we saw Wonder Woman last weekend. Let's go catch The Mummy. Yeah. So if you divide that number based on how many people are actually going to watch movies, I don't think it's going to be all that big of a population thing. Okay. This this is true. I mean, because you look at these numbers, and obviously to us, they're like, you know, $17 million. That's a lot of money. But, you know, if you divide it among the amount of people going to see movies, it's not. It's it's not it's not, it's not yeah. all that impressive and and at thirty two million dollars, even saying it anymore like when it's rolling off like Wonder Woman and it's you know two weekends has almost made about sixty million dollars right it doesn't even sound like that much anymore in today's in today's money when you talk about you know how much how you know you see in the newspaper a lot of corporations buying you know you looked at Disney buying Marvel yeah and they dropped I think what was it a couple billion I think it was something something around that so now when we talk about oh it did you know in two weekends it did 60 million it just almost doesn't sound like that much anymore no, it doesn't. especially when you consider the cost of production oh. I mean look at okay say the mommy Tom Cruise how much did he make off that movie being an a that, star? He, he was probably like I'm, I'm betting a good 60 70 percent of their budget was Tom Cruise alone exactly so I, I'm kind of nervous and I think that's one of our topics we'll talk we're gonna talk about today is the mummy yeah um, I you know I'm kind of I'm on the fence about seeing it because the mommy series at one time was great you had the mommy and the mommy returns and then when uh, the, what is it? Tomb of the Tomb of the Dragon. Dragon. Dude, I was so disappointed. They could have gone so much better. The fact that they tried to replace and this is my biggest thing when you try to continue a movie series is when you get actors and you switch them out, but they're the same person. Are you talking about the wife? Evie, yeah. Yeah. So it's like okay, here's a different way we could have done this with the movie. Brandon Fraser, who was extremely heartbroken, remarried. And the reason him and his son have conflict is because he remarried. Right. That right there would have been great other than, well, we couldn't we couldn't get Evie to do it. So we replaced her with somebody who was just as good as an actor. But we want you to still imagine her as Evie. And the reason that their son has such a hard time with Brandon Fraser is because he was always up in his face and he never gave him freedom. You know, which one kind of sounds better? They could have written that in there. You're right. At least they did bring back Jonathan, though. They brought they brought like everybody back other yeah. than Evie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was I was pretty disappointed in that because the cast was great. You know, right. the the script wasn't all there, um, and and that what really turned me off on the Mummy. The Mummy Returns was okay for a sequel. It was good for a sequel, but when they made when they made the third one, that was just kind of like, okay, I'm done with the Mummy. Please don't make another one. Yeah, and it it comes down to when you think of it, like Indiana Jones and the uh, Crystal Skull. It's oh, one of those things that's like, just leave it alone and don't, don't touch it. I feel that's what the mummy is. I feel this is a cash grab. Yeah. Um, I, I almost feel like Universal's running out of ideas and they're trying to keep up with like... Rebooting everything. Well, I think they're just running out of ideas, sadly. I mean, they're trying to compete against, well, now Disney, who's Marvel. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to compete against that in the box office. So there, because it's interesting you said because the mummy is supposed to be the launch the launching pad of the dark universe. So you have like your, uh, you have the mummy, I guess is invisible man or creature from the black lagoon or whatever. And Wolfman, uh, you know, they have, uh, Johnny Depp and, uh, what's the guy's name from Pirates of the Caribbean? Javier Bourdain? What's his, what's his name? I have this idea. You have the internet in front of you. Let's, oh, let's, let's look it up. 
because I have no idea. Ha Javier Bardem, I think that's how you say his name. But yeah, he's supposed to play oh, he's, one of the characters. He's, a, he's good. He's a good. Yeah, he did great in Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, oh, for sure. Not meaning to bash Pirates of the Caribbean, but it could have been. It could have been so much so better. much better. I felt like it was a letdown at the end. Like they were just trying to rush it to end it and be like, Yeah. There we go, Javier Bardem. But he he played good. But I, like I said, he I felt like it his culminated in this big old thing, and then they just like didn't give him his just like Skyfall. Like his downfall was poetic, but like yeah, it was great. Parts of Caribbean, they didn't really give him his his time in the spotlight. You know, it's okay. We don't blame Javier. Yeah, it's not his fault. Not his fault. But yeah, I, f I feel like I just I'm worried to go see the Mummy. It's one of those movies that isn't like I have to rush out and see. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I mean, I, I think I go to the movie theater every maybe maybe three times a year. Guardians was one of them. I saw Pirates, which I feel like I wasted on. I could have just waited for the month for a DVD. But yeah. it's okay. It's all right. I heard they're going to be making a sixth uh, Pirates. That's what I heard, too. Everyone's saying that it's going to revolve around um, what the Will Turner's son. And I guess I thought they were closing off the Turner story with this one. Nah, they'll keep it around. But... I see my my big thing is like they wasted Captain Jack Sparrow is no longer a character he's just like a side act like anytime he's to me in that movie he's like um what's his name Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy gotcha he's a and comic he's like, relief comic relief anytime there's a serious moment he just appears in there again. but I, I honestly going into the theater thought it was like okay this is Johnny Depp's last Pirates of the Caribbean he's gonna deliver like he did in Curse of the Black Pearl yeah and it just wasn't it, it wasn't. just wasn't there it, the, that and, that and Barbosa's character was like so like I just never understood it through the series. I, I they the by the time the third pirates ended, I loved Barbosa's character, but they just they butchered him like over the next two films. They butchered him, and then finally, I think they just got to the point where like, and we've destroyed his character too much. We just it's like kill I feel him. I feel like he hate okay I feel like in in life he didn't like um, Captain Sparrow. And I honestly think he would have just ported his ships, yeah. let let El Capitan kill him, and right. then be like, okay, now I can go back out to sea and I'm cool. Yeah. And that's two birds, one stone, okay? So that, I, I honestly... I, I wanted to see more of, like, I like them two interacting with each other. But it just became so, like, yeah. it became so weird. I feel like on set they hated each other and it, it showed in the film. I don't know if yeah. that's true, but I, f I feel that's what it was. I if I read some stuff from uh, what's what's her name? The, what's the here? Let's look at it. the lady from Avatar. I can never remember her name. Avatar. I've heard that's uh, coming um, very popular over in Florida because they just opened. I think it was Pandora. Is it? Yeah, I could be wrong on the name, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Um. Oh, here we go. Zoe Saldana. She was so she was in the first Pirates of the Caribbean, and she was saying that on the set working on the movie, she said that everybody is really mean to each other. For a pirate movie, I, I wonder if that's part of like thing or is just so much pressure. I don't know. That's a good question. She says it's like very, uh, I don't know, very corporatey, and everyone's like really rude. And she said that she would never work on another pirates movie. That's interesting. Yeah. So I mean. I guess everyone... It's just a hostile work environment and everybody was happy to be done with it. Yeah. I guess everyone has their own... Uh, Takeaway. Takeaway from that. But, um... But yeah, I don't, I don't know on The Mummy. 
I am, I'll stay on the fence of it. I probably will wind up going and watching. It's kind of like Indiana Jones. It's like, man, I loved Indiana Jones so much. I have to go check it out. Right. And then I know just deep down, even though I'm keeping my expectations extremely low, I, I think I'm still going to be disappointed. Do you, do you think that it's going to like the the reviews that are coming in? They're like really bad. I've tried not to read a lot of them because I want to I want to see it first, so I don't have my opinion watered down. That's kind of like Wonder Woman ruined it for me. I was reading all these reviews before I went to go see it, so I was expecting this like gold standard movie. But um, do you think they're going to suffer from like the same thing that some of these Marvel and Batman vs Superman suffered from, where they're trying to set up all these movies to come after it? And do you think that's why it was? probably not going to be not that great that well received yeah Yeah. that and it's just so hard i mean we're basing our 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 thoughts off of box office numbers right now right and it's so hard to be in the shadow of wonder woman yeah it it really is it was a as a terrible for sure as a terrible weekend to pick even though it's the second weekend wonder woman will start probably still be number one for the next week or two yeah so it i i would have waited until i know they're trying for summer blockbuster but hey, let's just pop it out end of June, early July. I think that's also what um, what King Arthur suffered from. Like I think that because people liked it, like the average moviegoer liked it, but it's the Metacritic st- scores that brought it down. But I think is because it opened in the shadow of Guardians of the Galaxy is the reason that less people went to go see it. Yeah, I wonder how many people actually <laughs> take even care about reviews because I find a lot of the time when say Rotten Tomatoes, say it's a terrible movie, I I enjoyed it. And then I feel yeah. like I'm like the opposite of what everybody thinks. I, I think like I don't I don't think a lot of people take reviews seriously anymore. I think they just kind of take it with a grain of salt. If if people want to go watch it, they're gonna watch it. Looking at the cost of what a movie ticket costs, you know, say, you know, me and my wife and son want to go watch The Mummy. Right. Right, well, fifteen bucks a ticket, you know, ten for a kid. You know, you're, and then you get popcorn or drink, and you're looking at fifty, sixty dollars just to go watch a movie. Yeah. So, oh, so going to watch, you know, oh hey, I've been saving up. I really want to watch Wonder Woman. Boom. Okay. Well, then the next week can say you want to watch The Mummy. In two weeks, that's like one hundred and twenty bucks for a movie. Right. So I can see. I mean, a it was stupid to open with Wonder Woman like in the shadow. Yeah. But you have to remember. I mean, their numbers could have been higher if. You know, Wonder Woman hadn't come out. You know, would more people have gone to see the Mummy just because of the price of everything? Right. You know, so I'm I'm curious about that. So I don't I don't want to hold I want to hold off judgment, not just based on numbers until I see it and then, and then make your decision off that. Yeah. Y- yeah. I'm I'm kind of the same way. I want to uh, I want to give it a fair chance. It was weird. We went to a company party for my wife because she works for Kaiser. Okay. So the weekend before we were at Universal Studios and they shut the park down, and uh, down um, at the at the bottom, at the back lot of, you know, the million miles of escalators they have. Uh, it was the mummy ride. But out in front of it, instead of having, like, the normal kind of characters, they had characters for the new movie. Oh. And I was just sitting there, I'm like, I just felt like it was, like, a, Dude, it was so disappointing. The guys on stilts are the best. Like, those are... Yeah, but I wanted like to, like... a staple of the movie. Of, yeah. It would have been cool to see Emotap, though. I mean, the ride inside is... About Imhotep. That's another thing. They they changed it to they didn't use Imhotep. Tep. They used the priestess that he from the original movies that he tried to rescue. I can't remember what her name is. Anaxana Moon. Anak- yeah, they use her in this mummy movie instead of Imhotep. Do they? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So she's not Imhotep. She plays the priestess. So 
or not? Is that what no, she was? No, she was the priestess. So she was the she was the mistress to Pharaoh. Yeah, and then she was killed because Emotep. Emotep was a had like a crush on her or something. Touching her, touching her paint. Oh, she you wasn't know, supposed to be touched. You know, her golden paint. He rubbed off. Smearing that. But it was pretty glitter. interesting how they tied the second one into the first one, like trying to explain all these like different things. Well, they went back and they showed you. It's funny though because if you watch that movie now, like the CG is just so Terrible. bad. But look at look at when it was made. Yeah. But you know, going into our next segment, if you know, like the Black Panther. Yes. Oh, here, real quick. All right. Hey, uh, we will be right back with more of the Pop Culture Cosmos after this short break. Are you tired of wondering what would happen if you filled a jar with farts? Or why hipsters rifle through trash cans for new furniture? Or why millennials can't even? I know I sure am. On Topicocalypse, a brand new podcasting experience from Humanican Media, I, with the help of my cohorts and guest stars, attempt to answer life's greatest mysteries and create a few new ones along the way. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Podcast.com, hopefully iTunes soon. What else are you going to do with your time? Eat a sandwich? All right, we're back. Yeah, that was a good uh, good long commercial. Whatever we just played, you should totally check them out. I love them. Yeah, they were – that's – I mean, we definitely – do a lot of good stuff with whoever that was, you know? Yeah, I highly recommend. Yeah. Insert name here. Yep, that's it. That's why we let them on our show, because they're a stand-up company. They're a stand-up company with lots of stand-up products. Unless, of course, it's they don't offer products in which... um, And it's a dentist. And it's a dentist. Bad on them. Yeah, that's our bad. But, uh, yeah, all right, next topic was... uh, What was our next topic, Eddie? Black Panther. The Black Panther trailer. trailer. So they just uh, released a trailer this weekend. Um, Eddie, did you get a chance to watch it? I did. I actually watched it today. Um, What'd you think? (laughs) Going back from the mummy with the CG, I think there was just. I think most of the Black Panther was probably probably shot on a green screen. Yeah. I I honestly, they probably saved so much money on sets. It's it's crazy. Yeah, they're. yeah, there. I don't. Yeah, because you saw the last part where he flips onto the car, and yeah. it's all like computer animation. That was. Um, but CG has gotten so good. CG has gotten really good, but yeah. it's, it's it's still CG. It's still CG, but I, I think the movie looks good. I'm I'm. Ex- I wonder I wonder how many people from Uganda are going to be pissed because of the the oh. We're a third world country. It's just a prop. It's, it's just for show. Just We're not a really sh- a third world it's country. It's just a sham, guys. So now you're going to have all these people going to watch the movies. They're going to come out, you know, all these like young kids who are impressionable. So Uganda really isn't a third world. Been <laughs> lied to our whole life. They're going to go over to Africa and start trying to dig underground for the hidden like, yeah. spaceship chambers and stuff. De- yeah, seriously, that's what's going to happen. The uh, one thing I can say about the trailer, though, the color, the color editing looks really good. Those, oh, it's on point. Yeah, it's, you can tell it's, you can tell they dumped some great money into their into their software. Yeah, but I mean, we're talking. I mean, it's Marvel. When have when has Marvel ever cut a corner? I mean, I guess I think that's the one thing about Disney, um, whether whether it be their movies or their theme parks or what have you. Right. Anytime it's Disney. It is going to be a first class. Oh, for sure. Period. Yeah. And that's, you know, it doesn't matter what the money is. It's about giving you the experience. And I, I respect Disney for that. You know, in the end, it, it does cost us because we have to go see the movie or we have to go to their theme parks. But if you're talking about but leaving leaving the theater being impressed, yeah. 
I think you'll always do that with Marvel. And I think that for Disney, like, it's worth the money. Like, if they can essentially do, like, okay, so you know how with Harry Potter, Harry, J.K. Rowling basically created this universe, and it's caused us to go out and want to spend money on the movies, want to go to Universal Studios, buy the souvenirs. Like, that's what Marvel's doing with... See, and I, I, I wonder about this, if Disney would have taken and made J.K. Rowling's uh, dream. I wonder. I wonder if Marvel would be what it is right now, or would they just keep pounding out Harry Potter movies? If Disney had bought well, Harry Dis- Potter, well, Disney walked away from it. They said, "No, we don't." Did they? Yeah, they they were a bunch of a bunch of companies were offered. Disney was one of them. Universal is the one that picked them up. Warner uh, Brothers, or it was right? Warner Brothers. Warner I'm Brothers, sorry, yeah. it was Warner Brothers picked them up. Um, but Disney had a chance at it, and Disney Studios, and they said, "No, we're we're going to pass on this." Really? So I wonder, you know, obviously they've done great with Marvel; they're doing killer work with it. But I wonder what it would have been if Disney had said, "Yeah, let's do Hogwarts and a Disney edition." But the problem was J.K. Rowling; you know, she was she wanted everything to be her way. Yeah. So I don't think that would have worked well with Disney because Disney has their standards, and they do well with their standards, and that's what makes them money. But I don't. With J.K. Rowling, it was she had the choice in the cast. She had the choice in, you know, she was always on set, you know, helping direct. So, I mean, yeah, it was her way, and she she did great. She did. I mean, because, honestly, if you think about it before, like, what major franchises did Warner Brothers have that was really memorable? They, they, were, they were trying to blow out Batman movies. Yeah. I mean, that, like, that was their thing. But J.K. Rowling, I mean, she got, she got kids reading again. Yeah. Like, that's... That's like she she sparked the imagination in kids all over the world. And that yeah, is and impressive. People, it's impressive that people try to copy it and yeah. it just can't be copied. Oh, for sure. It's it's its own thing. Yeah. You know. But we're also talking about a world where people love the movie Twilight. Jeez. Oh, Jeez. Come on, America. You're better than you ever, this. You ever watch Hotel Transylvania when the the dad's flying outside of the airplane as a bat trying to catch up to the um, whatever the kid's name is that his daughter is in love with, trying to get him to come back, and it's he's sitting there watching a movie on the, the back seat of a screen, and it's the movie Twilight, and um, the dad's like, "Really, is this how vampires are portrayed?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's you know that's why I always like you know watching non Disney movies, and then Disney's getting better about this, like in the Marvel where they're giving you the adult jokes and comedy right so it's nice to see that they're kind of catching up because like dreamworks they always push the envelope with animation oh you know, for sure they yeah. did great with shrek all, all it's full of innuendos and i love that about them yeah but uh but i think i think black panther is going to do great of course it's going to because it's more anything marvel is going to do great right um that being said even though it, it does have a lot of cg i don't I don't think our, our, we sit there and watch the movie and it's like, oh man, I want to like this, but it's just too much CG. I think that's what we want. I think we want things that are so out of this crazy world adventurous. We don't even, we don't even care if it's, yeah. Like, look at, look at, okay, look at Deadpool. You know, nobody cared that most of that movie was CG. Yeah. But it was just because of that comedy. It forgave it. People like that. Well, it's too kind of like Fast and the Furious. Like the moment that they start launching cars out of like nobody really everyone nobody really liked the Fast and the Furious movies that much before they started like dragging safes around Rio de Janeiro, launching cars out the back of airplanes, and then all of a sudden it became like 
Yeah. It's not so much. It's not so much about the plot of the movie. It's about action adventure. People like to see things they haven't seen before, and that's where like Marvel is going to shoot themselves in the foot by having to keep upping the ante every time. Yeah. That they... Well, because they're they're raising the bar each and every time, and unfortunately, it's the ground's going to crumble. See, right? I mean, right now, if you would have okay, if you would have gone early two thousand, late nineties, and said, "Hey, Disney's going to buy Marvel, and they are going to start making superhero movies," right? I don't think it would have taken off. I think they got it right now. It's, it's, <laughs> I like to think like eighties, nineties, you had revenge of the nerd, you know, nerds were like, no, oh, those, wow, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> and now it's, it's like, wow. every, everybody wants to be now nerd. the nerd. Now the nerds grew up and they've got a lot of money. So now they're yeah. buying the world and turning everything. In. That's what, that's where we're at. So I think, <laughs> I think Disney and, and right now, any superhero movie, it came in at the right time. Anything comic book is selling right now. And I wonder, I wonder when that that threshold's gonna fall. I'm wondering when the when the floor just falls from under them because eventually, inevitably, it's going to happen. So you think and that I, would be a superhero fatigue? I think a, I think eventually, as the generations come up, I think eventually it'll be like, oh, another superhero movie, cool. Oh, Iron Man fifty. Yeah. Attack of the uh, wheelchair. That's. <laughs> but eventually, but but that's my thing is is when does it when does it end and how is it going to end because it in, inevitably it, it has, it has to, to end. end and that's just the that's the way of it I mean it's going to be a long time for now and, and I'm glad for that because I enjoy the movies but I'm also really interested in what's going to take its place because cinema history we've just been getting better and better and better so how do you up the ante exactly I mean look at what is it two thousand mid two thousands it was. There was a Lincoln fad. There was Lincoln. There was Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire Slayer, and however many Lincoln movies came out. Spielberg, these, yeah. These things come out in blocks. Yeah. So for a while it was animation was hot, and now it's slowing down a little bit, and it's becoming this. And now you have Cars 3 coming out. When does eventually, like, Cars end? Stuff like that. So I, I'm curious to see, you know, how long Disney can keep it going. Do you know what I'm predicting is that – because Spielberg had mentioned this. He said that we – put so much emphasis like we the the hollywood relies so heavily on summer blockbusters that the moment that one of them tanks that it's going to cause the industry to implode and the future will belong to the indie filmmakers i think that's where the future is going i can, i can agree with that because if you notice marvel is marvel's been doing this a lot they pick up a lot of indie filmmakers to do their projects like the director of thor the director of gardens of the galaxy these guys were all on indie films before they were picked up to do these big, uh, big budget films. So I think as long as they keep doing that, they keep getting creative talents, uh, you know, interesting characters, to uh, you know, actors, actresses that can carry a movie. I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see superhero movies for at least three or four more years. You know, I, I'm curious to ask with the next generation coming up. Um, we actually we have a my nephew here, Lazarus, and I'm curious to see what your generation thinks being that you're coming up as a sixth grader do you ever see um superheroes becoming part of the past where it's it's a fad now and it's gone do you see movies like iron man hulk just eventually becoming coming boring and you know what do you think's next after this uh I think what's next is going to be DC taking over Marvel, and then it's just going to go like battles. Back and forth. So you think people will get so 
kind of tired of, again, the Iron Man, the Hulk. So they'll want to see Batman. They'll want to see more of Superman. But I think that's why Batman and Superman are, I mean, their storylines have been sucking lately. Other than the Dark Knight. Yeah. Th- that was a great series. And then Marvel came in and picked up. So I, I think that's a really good point. I think people right now don't want to see Batman and Superman. They want to see Iron Man. They want to see Hulk. They want to see Thor. They want to see um, Black Widow. But eventually, okay, well, kind of you- kind of done. I'm getting a little older. Hey, I always liked watching Batman, especially if they can get Mark Hamill like involved, like the killing joke. Right, right. Oh, my, oh my God. And I, I think that was a really good point, Lazarus. Thank you. Is I think we'll start to see that. I think it'll be, and then people get tired of seeing Batman and all of that, and then we'll go back to Marvel being relevant again. Do you, so this is uh, so Marvel signed the contract with Sony to get Spider Man, and Hugh Jackman's no longer the Wolverine. Do you think that when when like the interest starts to wane, that they're going to be like, well, maybe if we start negotiating more with these other studios to pull some of these heroes that we lost back in, like, because I know the internet was on fire when they there's rumors uh, and speculation that Wolverine was going to be in the new Avengers film. And everyone was like super stoked for the idea. Unfortunately, it didn't happen because there weren't any uh, actual negotiations with Fox. But I think that's going to be like, mm-hmm. and even like if eventually you see like Disney becoming desperate enough to say, hey, you know what? Will you lease them to us? Yeah, we need we need this kind of revenue, and you could use the revenue too. And that would absolutely like that would get people back into the well, movie theaters. Well, you have to give fans what they want. Yeah. Or well, sometime in the future, it won't be movie theaters; it'll be just your home. Just your home. Um, but I. Yeah, I think, you know, that was those collaborations where it'll, hey, money's, you know, nobody's going. Because there was for a time there was nobody was going to the movie theaters because nothing good was coming out. Right. And then it's like, oh, hey, now we have blockbuster after blockbuster. I mean, the last five years have just been amazing as far as what movies. I mean, there's been so many great movies that come out. I can't even remember them. Yeah. I have them in DVDs at home and I'll like, I'll sit there and flip through my hundreds of DVDs in my case. <laughs> you can never find anything of, to I watch. I had to get rid of my cases because they were that bad. I had to put them in like sleeves. Uh, so I'm sitting there flipping through the sleeves and I'm like, oh my God, I remember that. I want to watch that right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, and there's still so much out there you could do. You could, you know, I'd really like them to redo Batman and um, the Mr. Freeze. Oh, Batman and Robin? Yeah. They could have done way better. They could have had a way better Batman. Um, They've never been good at casting Batmans in the, like, ever. I love how for a while everybody hated the fact that Ben Affleck was going to do it. And then it was, oh, it's okay. Ben Affleck's going to do it. He's okay. And then just, I don't think it did all that well because I never heard anything after that. It just, like. We just kind of got used to it. Yeah. Like, there's nothing we could do. I really liked Christian Bale as Batman. Christian Bale is good. But, I mean, Michael even Michael Keaton, I was like, you know, as a kid, I was like, you know, it's not bad. But then they cast, what's his name, Val Kilmer and then George Clooney. Like, those were disastrous. The only continuity between those two movies was Robin, was uh, Chris O'Donnell playing Robin. Yeah. I. I'd have to say, though, the best Batman was Keaton. Yeah. You know, he, for what he did and, like, the, the, the suit he had to wear and, like, the restrictions, he did a phenomenal job. The best Joker, hands down, if we're going to talk about the DC Marvel universe, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger. Okay, I thought you were going to say Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson? <laughs> no, Jack Nicholson was, was good. Yeah. He, did a, he did a good performance. But the Joker that was written for Heath Ledger was so, so good. I mean, the story behind it was good. You didn't really get a story because he had like a million different ways that he got his face. But the way he did it, like the way he played the Joker, 
I don't think will ever be matched and on on a on a live action film. Right. Uh, as far as animation, I think it's you know you're gonna have Mark Hamill Mark and Mark Hamill, Hamill just is a amazing Joker. synonymous with Joker. But live action. Never again. Dude, I think like Heath Ledger, like that was the performance of his career. I know uh, it definitely Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, but Daniel Day Lewis kind of like calls himself a method actor, but I don't think he ever went to the depths that Heath Ledger did for the Joker. Yeah, but it's on a whole different scale. Like he did great as Lincoln. Yeah. Like he just. Well, he oh, Gangs of New York. He was phenomenal in I've that movie. Oh, dude, you're missing out. We'll have to have we'll have to have like a movie night. Oh, seriously. I, I have, that's with DiCaprio, right? Yeah. Yeah. But um okay so yeah Black Panther though yeah stoked about it I'd give it, I'd I'd go see it in the theaters yeah I'd see it over with mummy it 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 looks like it yeah <laughs> we got but, some disagreement here but see I, I also it's kind of rough because like the last couple Iron Man or last Iron Man I didn't watch right I never could get into Thor um I don't know what it was I just that's a lot of people have that problem. I think if, for me, Iron Man, it's because of the person that plays it. Nothing against Robert Downey Jr. He plays a great douchebag because in real life he is a douchebag. And yeah. it's his personal life. I'm not judging <laughs> his personal life. It's just the fact that he's just such an asshole. Like he plays it in the in the okay, when you're playing you're playing in the I call it the William Shatner experience. Right. Because Shatner is always just he's Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk. When when he plays, when Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man, I see Sherlock Holmes, just in a new era. That's weird. He's just such an. That's weird because most people say they go see Sherlock Holmes and they say I see Tony Stark. Okay, well, either way, back and forth, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, he's, but he, he plays the same character and he he plays it well. I mean, I, I no, he's, no he's good that, at that, like, but I hate it. I hate yeah. him for that fact, and I cannot go watch a movie. One of the guys that is like Tony Stark is the guy who plays Deadshot. Because in every movie, he plays technically himself. In every movie, like I Am Legend. Oh, Will Smith? Suicide Squad, yeah. I don't like Will Smith. I don't like him either. I don't know what it is. I mean, he's he's a he's too much of a prima donna. Like I, Men in Black Three. Hey, had, I don't like I don't like his wife either. What's what's her name? Um, she plays on Gotham. Jade. Yeah, Jade, Jade Smith. Smith. I I. The whole Oscar thing just pissed me off. I mean, okay, yeah, I understand you're you're making a statement, but you're trying to drag down like these actors aren't all you know. It's not like they're racist. They're getting cast into movies. Oh, you're you're fighting the wrong system and disrespecting the wrong. Yeah, I mean that's like that was like the Kanye interrupting Taylor Swift's award reception. Yeah, that was kind of awkward. Yeah, you know she's just like I don't know I. You see all these crazy things like on TMZ and Entertainment Live and stuff like that, and it's like, you get to a point where you're just so rich and you're depressed, so you just have to beat up on people to make yourself feel better. I think that's 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 it. That's why they're always in the tabloids. They they they. It's well, take rich. a take a look at like you know this you know this close suicides or the depression, the divorces that happen in Hollywood. Uh, you know. I can tell you right now, money doesn't buy happiness, but man, I'd, I'd have a smile on my face most of the time. <laughs> so why these guys are so upset and angry, I, it just, it, it boggles me, I yeah. guess. I guess, I guess it gets to the point where you don't really know who your people are, but the Black Panther will save people like that. You just have to call him. I think so. I guess the next question is, is it racist that he's the Black Panther? Absolutely not. <laughs> 
I All think right. it's racist that you brought it up. Uh-oh. Yeah, you guys can go ahead and uh, ignore that last part if you want to. This is the uh, Pop Culture Cosmos podcast. Uh, we'll return shortly. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. <laughs> All right, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed your, uh, you know, your restroom break or if you're in the car. Um... You know, sitting in traffic for a couple minutes while we play a, a commercial that you or made. You're, or you're sitting in traffic and you need to go to the bathroom right now. The sound of running water. And then we just made it worse. Yeah, just don't think about waterfalls or faucets or... These uh, poor people are sitting on the 91 freeway on the road that was supposed to be faster. Ooh, should have bought the Fast Pass, you know? Um, no Fast Track. No Fast Track. Jeez. Wow, you're Disney Jeez. today. Welcome to California. Um, but yeah, all right, so... We're going into E3. Did you see any of the, the EA conference yesterday? No, you seen you're it? going to E3. I'm going to E3. And I'm going because I'm holding your bags. Yes. Ed, Eddie's going to be my camera man. Man, lugger. I'm going to be the podcast holder here. He's, he's going to hold it. Dude, it's crazy how much tickets cost. We have a family friend that's going, and I think for the hotel just for the week, it's like a grand or more than that. And then for a week worth of tickets, it was like another grand between two people. So wait, so you he had to buy tickets for every day he wanted to go? Yeah, I believe if I remember correctly, and I may be wrong, they I think they sell them in packages or it's day by day. You can get one day, three day, five day, or however much it is. I think they're obviously going to be close to sold out now. I believe. Jeez, I know they are sold out. They're selling them for like two fifty a pop or something like that. You know, you know what I wish I would hear out of E3 this year would be amazing for me. Another Bioshock. What's that? The guy Ken Ken Levine is that the guy that makes those? Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I loved Bioshock. I mean, it was such a good series. I'm tired of. Uh, I hope not to hear about another Assassin's Creed. Oh, you know you're gonna hear that. I that's know. pretty. Ubisoft has. Uh, I think that's they're. They, that's what they've got. I want to say their conference is on Monday. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Are you staying down there when you go? No, because I'm only going on Tuesday. But um, I know Tuesday's conference. I think is Nintendo. But um, okay. So yesterday EA had their conference and they talked about uh, you know, of course you got your Battlefield expansion, uh, something of the the Sar. That yeah. looks okay. That looks sick. That, um, the new Battlefield is good, like it. Battlefield One. Yeah. Battle. I what is it? Battlefield or Battlefront? The new Star Wars coming out. The the Star Battle Wars thing. Yeah, Battlefront. Battlefront. That one is supposed. To, I'm I'm hoping they make up for what they butchered on the last round. What in your opinion? What would that be? I just I don't know. When I was playing, it just felt laggy, and it just didn't. I expected more out of a Star Wars game. Yeah. That that was it didn't meet my expectations, but my expectations probably were just too high. It was I don't know, it it, it seems like it didn't have a point to it. Like I when I bought it, I, I I traded in after a few weeks of playing it, but it was like I got I think to the a lot point of people did. I know there's some hardcore players out there and you know good for you guys, but like I just 
I felt like there's no point to it. Like the, I and even like the different multiplayer modes, like I had a hard time getting into it because I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> that's you know that's the so for Battlefield One, it was kind of a learning curve for me because. I'm used to playing Modern Warfare. Yeah. Um, I stopped playing when Advanced Warfare came out because the fact that you could run on the side of a wall was ridiculous to me. Um, so when I started playing Battle Battlefield 1, I was like, yeah, all right. And then I'm sitting there with, like, I think it was an M1 Grand, and I'm like, single shot. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I need to go back. But I think Battlefield 1 will become one of those games where it's like, you know, Modern Warfare 2. Many, 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 many moons ago. Yeah. You could still pick that up and play it today. And there's still people playing. It's just that good of a series. Right. I miss the shit talking. Yeah. I, I you know, when I play PlayStation, I used I, I used to exclusively play on Xbox 360. Man, I think I think everybody did because PlayStation's network just were too laggy for online gaming. At that point they were free. I still think even though you're paying now, yeah. I think Xbox is still killing them on a network. Oh, Xbox is because I like with Xbox is you can bring all your buddies into a party. And sit there and talk. And it's super simple to do. All you got to do is hit the invite right. button. Like with, uh, I know Sony's a bit more complicated. And like the, the new Wii headset, like you have to plug into your phone. So not only are you, you not Wii, but a Switch. So not only are you uh, connected to your internet, but you're using cell phone data to stay, play these multiplayer games and stay connected it's to your friends. Cool. And I think it's Shitty. stupid. But um, okay, so yesterday EA's conference, of course, we got all our sports games, but BioWare announced a new IP called Anthem, and uh, it just makes me wonder, like, do you think, so after BioWare's last flop with Mass Effect, do you think that they have it in them to make another game that would take our... Breath away? Not take our breath away, but capture our... Our sleep away? Capture our imaginations, you know? Like, the original Mass Effect trilogy was great, and I hear that... Mass Effect Andromeda had the potential to be great, but they just EA made some really bad decisions when it came to staffing Bioware and making them use the Frostbite engine and doing all this stuff that really they weren't prepared to deal with. You know, I tried playing the first Mass Effect, and I just couldn't. It was just... It was almost like playing... Um, crap, now it escapes me. <laughs> but it was like just... It was such a big map, and it was so... Like, oh, it's, it was so daunting. It was just like it's overwhelming. You have to like sit there and play. But once you get into the past, the beginning, like it's it's fun. It's, it's like, just getting into it though. That was yeah. the hard thing. And then I just couldn't, you know. After that, it's it was kind of like Halo. Like I know all these people love Halo and they love Mass Effect. For me, it was just those were games to hard to get into. Um, another one, and it's escaping me. Like I just Fallout. Fallout. Okay. Fallout was just like so massive. It's just like there's so much like going I, I on, had and I'm a like, hard time with Fallout. Yeah, I get, I have like ADHD. I'm I'm not diagnosed, but I'm gonna self-diagnose myself. <laughs> it's like okay, <laughs> I want MD. here's focus. This is what I have to do. This is where I have to go. Okay, cool. Going this way. Yeah. You know, I like the whole open map concept, but it's just I felt like it was just too much. And then with Mass Effect, you have to go and talk to like all these people and like get all the quests. And I was just sitting there like, things. I'm just used to a different way of gaming. I'm used to first person shooters, so for me that was like, just give me a gun and let me start charging in and killing things. That's why I like Halo. That's, like I know you, you, know, you just say you don't like it, but I, that was my just, favorite thing about Halo. Is I never I don't did. Have to cover. I think I've played online once, um, and that was probably about it. And it was it was okay, but like the storyline, I just didn't. And I think that's why I shied away from Halo. Yeah. 
And then I couldn't, you know, trust Bungie afterwards because they said they were going to stop making them, and yet here we keep going. Well, 343 is making them now. Oh, well, yeah, okay. Um, so, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm... Do you think that Bioware has it in them to make... Because I know they have, like, Dragon Age and Mass Effect, and they, they're, those were good. they're popular for all these IPs that they have that have in, uh, massive storytelling that kind of suck you into it. Do you think that they have... Basically, they have the potential. They have the potential. Still. They, they absolutely or have you, the potential. Do you think maybe that like EA's grip over them, saying like, "Hey, this has to be out by a certain time," deadlines, do, deadlines. Do you think that the Mass Effect thing is going to leave a sour taste in fans' mouths? Um, I th- I think it will, but we're talking about a world of gamers. Yeah, we're talking about if you don't have, you know, if you don't go out and drop the sixty bucks, you're behind. Well, I mean, I even if you know a series is bad, look at look at Assassin's Creed as we were joking about. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been crap for a while, and they keep selling. Assassin's Creed Unity was uh, was a oh, was so was sketchy. Nice. It was terrible. It was so, so glitchy. Glitchy, yeah. But yet, keep selling. Keep so selling. I I think in the video game world, even if even if series is somewhat bad, people are gonna buy it. Oh, for sure. So. Nowadays, I hate the fact that they do that, you know, oh, you're not buying the full game. Get the season pass. So you I can get hate the download. season passes. It is such a joke. I think it goes maybe their their deadlines are so close, they can't make them, and they say, oh, you know what? We'll keep working on this, and we'll sell it as an expansion. Well, basically what they're saying is we're selling you an incomplete game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm surprised. I, won't... I think the first time I saw that was Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, I saw you know oh get the season pass and downloads because before that when I was playing Modern Warfare the only downloads I get were the map packs. Yeah, and that's understandable because you know you're getting a complete game to begin with, but you're getting additional maps afterwards. Bonus I can ex- little... I can accept that. Yeah. Um, Call of Duty does sell season passes even though it is a complete game because the campaign is already finished and stuff for you, but then. If you get a season pass, you're just getting bonus maps for multiplayer and zombies. But see, I, I can appreciate that, and I, I I fully am fine with that. But when we're talking, like, if you, if you... When you go to sell a game, you shouldn't partially have it done and then say, well, the, you know, we're going to sell it for 60 bucks, which is the full price of a game, and then say, oh, we're going we're gonna to charge you to complete the game. Yeah, but also, I agree with that, but then... Certain games do sell season passes just so you get the bonus things that they're probably going to sell in the future. Right, which is which I think is a great value, and I would totally buy a season pass. If I had Modern Warfare you know, in my clutches, I'd be like, oh, you know what, I'm going to buy the season pass for it. Because the map packs do get kind of expensive. They're like 10, 15 bucks a hit. Because I, I, I mean, I'm okay with like paying for multiplayer content but when it comes to single player like single player campaign like they're basically saying hey we didn't have enough room to put this or we didn't have time to add this onto the game so we're going to charge you an extra twenty dollars to play this this expansion and that just seems like robbery to me but as far as like the multiplayer aspect goes you have overwatch is a good like example where you have a crap load of free content but they also have stuff that you could buy if you don't want to wait for this content to come out I'm I'm hoping at E3 we hear GTA 6 come out. That would be nice. Well, I don't know, Red, with Red Dead 2. Abram's super excited about that. Is he? Oh, God, he's, he's counting the days. It looks... I'm, I'm excited. I know they pushed it back to, like, February or March or something. Yeah, but, but that just means it's going to be even better. It's going to be better. But, so, before we... Uh, we have got, like, 12 minutes. But, um... 
Microsoft's conference is in less than an hour. So what, what do you? So Microsoft hasn't really been doing well anything. anything. So <laughs> what what do you think we need to see from them in order to, for them to have a successful year? They they need to start doing big kid games because basically what they've been doing is adding more Minecraft than anything else. I th because I think I think they've they're coming to realize that a lot of their players, other than being multiplayer, are younger users, yeah. and I and then that's what's killing them. As far as a gaming console, personally, I enjoy playing on Xbox. It's it's a great server. You're getting your bang for your buck. PlayStation's drive is oh hey we give you free games uh, you know for your subscription, but I think their internet connection is so still a little bit slow. Yeah. Um, I think the Xbox One is a good console. I think they've done great things with it, but I think they need to start getting exclusive games for it to bring people back. There's not a lot One, of exclusive. Yeah. It, the reason I bought PlayStation, I bought into PlayStation was because I wanted to play Uncharted, and I could only get it through PlayStation. I enjoyed that series so much, I went out and bought a PlayStation, and I have it sitting next to my Xbox. Um, so I think, I think if Microsoft wants to, well. And another thing is, is are, are we talking as far as console sales or well, I mean, just in general? Just in general, like what? Because my, I mean, because Microsoft is such a big. I mean, their computer, their. Oh you no, know, I'm talking about in the video game world, right. like what to keep people interested. Because I think the uh, PlayStation has outsold the Xbox by quite yeah. a few yeah. units. And what what do we need to see at this press conference? Like, what can they tell us that would keep, you know, through the holidays, maybe help them? Keep in the game. I think they need to lower their price. They need to lower their price. I think they need to, if if even lowering their price. Um, if they were to lower their price, that means you're pushing more units out through the Christmas season. Yeah. Because realistically, any games nowadays you can get for either system. Do you, I, minus minus a couple. Like I said, you're not going to get Uncharted on Xbox. Um, so if you're trying to get rid of consoles, it's time to especially because Xbox One. This is coming out on its. This is third Christmas. Yeah, uh, four. This is it fourth, fourth Christmas? Christmas? It's time to drop the price, and because nowadays, I mean, a lot of people are buying consoles not so much for video games; they're buying them for entertainment. Well, and they should because, especially with the Scorpio coming out allegedly in the holiday season, like they, if they want to even sell any of that, they do need to drop the price of and, the. And a lot of your hardcore gamers aren't necessarily console players. They're PC. They're PC. Um, so, I mean, Microsoft is still making somewhat of a killing because they sell PC products. Somewhat. I mean, they're not known for gaming. Yeah. Um, and so I think what they need to do is... is and, and once you buy a console, another hard thing is, is it stays with you for so many years. I mean, I think that's why you see PlayStation 4. Oh, let's come out with PlayStation 4 Slim. We're gonna make it a little slicker. It's gonna be the same thing. You'll have a little, a little, little bit of the featuring, um, and it's gonna be for this price. Well, and you notice too, like each generation, each of the like the latest generations of consoles, with the exception of the Nintendo Wii and Wii U and whatnot, but they have lasted a lot longer. So I think that we're getting to the point yeah. where we're gonna have a so, standstill. So, so Xbox, Microsoft, isn't isn't at the same realm as Nintendo right now, where they have to worry about the butchers you know, block, because I think Nintendo in the next few years, I, I think Nintendo is becoming irrelevant, unfortunately. I think Nintendo is going to be like Sega, where it just, it had its it had its hoorah, and now it's time yeah, for, it for it to pass the torch. It had its golden age, but now it's dying off. Like, exactly. It, just it, like, like Beyblade did, when it was like, oh my god, 
I need to buy this toy, but now, like, there's no toys at Walmart or Target, and it's kind of like that. Yeah, and and we've talked about this so many times before. It's just Nintendo's too out of touch, and I don't think Microsoft's at that point yet. I think they're a good competitor for Sony. I think eventually, you know, there will be a standstill, but it's it's kind of like cell phone companies. You have to have multiple carriers out there yep. for people to enjoy. Mm-hmm. If Sony was the only one out there, I think Sony would wind up shooting themselves in the foot because Sony has to control everything. It has to, you know, with the PS Vita, it was, no, if you want to have a memory card, it has to be Sony, and it's going to be $60, $70. Whereas if you look at the PSP, you were able to buy third third-party anythings. Right. Well, when the Vita came out, nope, it has to be Sony. So that's the thing with Sony. With Microsoft, you can use a third-party controller. You can use third-party handset. Sony really clamps down on that, and it's really... It's almost like Apple. Well, you can only use Apple, you know, approved products. So, and and I think... I think it's healthy that Microsoft's out there. I personally, I like both. I will use... I won't... For PlayStation, I use for single-player gaming. I don't use it for multiplayer at all. For Xbox, I will only play Xbox multiplayer. So, unfortunately, if they ever come out with a system where, you know, Xbox and, you know, PS4 had a baby and it was the, <laughs> it was a Playbox. Playbox. I would, that would be my one go-to. But, unfortunately, yeah, the two consoles are, are somewhat similar on an entertainment value. But as far as I like the graphics when you play single player on PlayStation, but... I love the servers that Xbox provides. They each have their redeeming qualities. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's just weird because I know Sony, like as far as their video game go, like this, the PlayStation right now, I think is the only thing that's profiting for them as a company. Like, oh, yeah. They don't yeah. sell laptops hardly anymore. Televisions are going to Samsung. Well, it's because laptops become so cheap. Yeah. Asus is killing in that because oh. they can make a HP's even had to cheap them down. Yeah. Just to stay relevant, so I'm, got some. I'm curious to see what's going to come out of E3. I think we're going to see some great things. Um, I think our handheld handhelds are kind of going away. I think well, when Switch I, is kind of revitalizing that whole. Uh, but it's Nintendo. It's it's yeah. still kind of. What's yeah. the point of buying you know your DS if you're going to have the Switch? Um, but also, I think with if you look at PlayStation Vita, I feel was kind of like that last hurrah for handhelds. Yeah. Just because people a lot of people still like it, though it's it's, got a it's huge easier. Following. It's easier to grab my tablet or cell phone instead of pay three hundred, you know, two three hundred dollars for a Vita when they came out, which is just it's, almost it's, as much as a console. It's got about the same like operating power. Exactly. So why go out and have that extra thing I have to carry around when I have a cell phone? Yeah. So I think I think we won't for E three we won't see a lot of handhelds, um, but I'm, I'm interested in in all the releases that are going to be mentioned because I think there's going to be some. Some great things coming out. So, real quick, do you have do you have a top three things you'd like to see? Dude, I can't even put them into three. They, I have way it's a too lot. Many. What about you? Um, Infinity War that's coming out next year. Okay. Uh, the It movie, and the what is it? Friday the Thirteenth. The video game. Yes. Dang. I heard this one getting pretty good reviews. I I would like to see. Something Halo related. I know they said we won't see Halo Six, They've but said there, that before. there was. They said there will be something Halo there, and there's a leak online allegedly of a new Halo like horror game that's supposed to hold you over for a bit called Halo. It's called Gravemind, but uh, Frank called Frank Waste Your Money O'Connor, on he, he, game. He said that uh, 
you know, it's, it's just a scam or something. But, um, yeah, no, I'd like to see maybe a new Elder Scrolls. Like, that would be rad to me. But I definitely want to see Borderlands 3 because that is my all-time favorite game franchise. That's a great game series. Dude, it's so well written. So well written. It's beautiful. Beautiful. All right, well, hey, this has been another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. I'm yeah. Josh Peterson. It's Eddie Sheely. It's Eddie Sheely from uh, Topicocalypse. Sorry for ruining your normal podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or who knows, maybe, um, you know, maybe we made you laugh sometime on your commute between Sacramento and Los Angeles. You just, you don't know. Or if you're, uh, you know, in another state driving on another freeway, just as good, you know? I hope you have to go to the bathroom and there's no bathrooms around. Yep. Wow. Running water. And there's a CHP, you know, right on your tail, so you can't stop and go to the bathroom on the side of the road. Yeah, it's an indecent exposure ticket. Eddie knows a few things about that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Massford, and it's another beautiful day in paradise here in the pub. Culture Cosmos, we thank you for listening, and here's hoping you have yourself a great day. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek, classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com downloading the pop culture cosmos as a special treat we're adding a bonus episode which starts right now so sit back and relax as you enjoy more awesome goodness from the pop culture cosmos family and stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way thanks again for listening to us here at the pop culture cosmos Hey everyone, venture into the pop culture cosmos today, where you'll hear our conversations on different topics within the world of movies, TV, video games, comic books, technology, board gaming, and more. You'll also get a taste of some of our other shows within the cosmos as well. So come on and join us each week as we delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. All right, this is the first ever episode of Topic Apocalypse, where four, sometimes five, educated and or opinionated people gather around this table to discuss random topics for your entertainment and ours. Kelly, what do you got for us? Um, Vaccine-preventable diseases, because um, there's a breakout of measles in Minnesota in the Somali population, and they were specifically targeted by um, Wakefield and some of the anti-vaccine groups. Um, in between 2008 and now, their vaccine rates in this sub-community <clears throat> have dropped from 90% to 40%. Why is that? Um, because they are... Because tel- science. 
Because Wakefield tells people that vaccines cause, cause autism, and they don't. Is Wakefield's this, is, been dis- discredited. The man doesn't have a license to practice the, medicine He anymore. was the British physician, right? Is, yes. is this kind of what's going all over the internet right now? Like, what people are debating? The yes. Well, I, I, think it, I think it's popped up again because there was an outbreak in... Um, oh, there's several outbreaks right now. Um, no, there, but there was a big hit. It was a community where oh, 42, 42 people got hit with measles. That's the one we're talking about in right. Minnesota. And then there's one... Or current, was it Minnesota? Minnesota. Okay. There's one here in California with um, Bursella, which is also chickenpox, or which I guess would be mo- mostly known as chickenpox. In um, Angora County, there is a public school that had to exclude 100 um, students that are not vaccinated for the next three months because three people in the school in different grades came up with chicken pox and since there were three different grades they needed to the, according to the health department they wanted the kids that weren't vaccinated to stay home to stop the infection from spreading any further okay so okay so the the so the people not vaccinating their kids is that that's what's causing the yes okay that's yeah. I mean, cause I I've been kind of paying attention to this whole thing, but like I don't have a kid, so it's not like I don't I don't have a you know I haven't dug too deep into it. But so so what what is the uh, what are the what are they doing about it? Like what is is anyone paying attention to this to, to what's going yeah, on? Yeah, there's and saying, a, like oh wow maybe we're wrong about this. There's a huge movement of people trying to. Um, Trying, well, it pretty much comes down to people that just don't believe in science. They just want to, um, it's back to the fear mongering thing. Yeah. Where they think, like the kind of people who think there's a giant conspiracy where we're keeping the cure for cancer hidden away somewhere. And I mean, our government couldn't get into an iPhone without help. And they That's seriously true. think there's some kind of giant conspiracy well, they, they about vaccines. They eventually got. But like, <laughs> Yeah, but there's always but there's always been that big movement. I think I don't think that's recent. I, there's always been that big movement of vaccination for, and then that actually that big it wasn't a big movement until um, the Lancet article in 2006, which was written by Wakefield and 11 other doctors. The other 11 doctors who said, "Wait, no, you know, no, take my name off of that. I don't want anything to do with it." And then um, well, Wakefield he lost who, his license. Well, no, Wake, <laughs> Wakefield didn't lose his license immediately. It actually took him a couple years and quite a bit of. Um, violating his Hippocratic Oath to get his license taken away. He can't practice medicine anywhere in the world anymore because he is, he's killing children, like plain and simple. With what he's telling people, it's causing, it's causing people to to die. So he's a shady doctor. And then there's um, like in Australia, there's Dr. Tenpenny. She does the same kind of thing um, where they. Is is there scientific evidence that shows that not vaccinating your kids is good for them. Like, no. where are they getting this idea There, there from? is no evidence. Like, literally, they've done meta-studies that have over 50 years and, like, 340,000 kids and how great vaccines are for their children. And they're like, no. No vaccines cause autism. Or, you know, those vaccine well, injuries. If you look, if you look at a lot of the, the anti-vaccinators, and I, and I see it on Facebook, again, with Facebook posts yeah, and, like, yeah. people being very committed... I, I see a lot of them. I see a lot of them yeah. as, uh, and this is no offense to anybody in particular, a lot of them as stay-at-home moms who feel that they've read an article, they found a, a support group about it, they and they said, hey, you know what? These people believe what I believe. Yep. I've read, and I know what's good for my son. 
Everybody else is vaccinated, so why shouldn't my kids so need it, to be vaccinated? So it's a movement born of bored internet surfing. Yeah, huge, pretty much. Huge, 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 okay. it, it's awful. Huge. It's absolutely awful. But other well, movies and stuff being produced, people are spending millions of dollars to try and prove to you why you shouldn't spend millions of dollars to vaccinate your kids, but you give them millions of dollars to prove why they, you shouldn't. Yeah. So it's just trying well, to take from and column A and give it to column B. And there's been millions of dollars. And the and kids on top are the ones that. that are suffering. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, millions of dollars with the CDC who have came out and said, hey, there is no link at all. There isn't. Um, but, the and, and CDC, but, the, but the CDC is from the government. That's true. telling you. That's why. But see, the evil government. See, evil but see, the biggest, the, a big thing with what anti vaxxers say is, well, of course doctors are pushing the shots on you because they get paid but every time they do it. Do you know or, how much it costs for one measles vaccine? Like fifty dollars. You know how much it costs to have somebody treated in a hospital for measles? Over ten thousand dollars. Which is the so, great thing because which if you have Obamacare is good. Because but, that's the great thing is because they're trying to tell you you can save so much money on not getting your kid vaccinated, but yet when he comes down with something that could have been prevented from a vaccination, you're spending money hand over fist. You're mortgaging your house. You're selling your kidney on the black market to fix your kid. So yeah. a, a lot of these people are. So they're <coughs> they're arguing this point and they're putting their kids' lives on the line just and to other prove people's that kids they're lives and other people's kids, yeah. Like if your kids are too young to be vaccinated, well, or you know, God is, forbid that you know some well, child that's on chemo treatment, yeah. you can't be vaccinated because they're suppressing your immune system. Well, here's perfect example, or I mean, perfect proof that it's real because a doctor lost his medical license; they wanted to silence him, so that makes it true. Right. That's what some anti-vaxxers will tell you. So, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go with the guy that went to medical school. And is telling me, hey, this is what's good for your kid. The, the oh, sounds good to me. Thank you. When yeah, your car's yeah. broken, you take it to a mechanic. When your lights don't work, you call an electrician. Lights on your car, lights in your house. You know what I mean. Hey, like with, electrical like, technicians at dealerships, thank you. I got your back. There we go. See, there we go. <laughs> what matters is you go to an expert. Right. So why would you take your car to a mechanic, but then when it comes to something, you know, life or death, no, I'm going to Google that. And, you know, Google said that um, I saw a meme and vaccines are bad. Hey, they, doctor, they have aluminum in them. And Doctor, I broke my arm. Can you fix that? Yeah, you know, I can give you a shot to take care of, you know, the rusty nail that you fell on. No, no, just fix the arm. Well, there's thanks. a little girl yeah. in Australia right now who is in the hospital for tetanus. Because she got a cut on her arm and her parents didn't, didn't get her tetanus well, shot. Well, like there's a cure girl... for that. Oh, wait. There isn't a cure. How's that polio going? Oh, wait. <laughs> See, to me, this is the same thing with, like, holistic medicine. Yes. Which, is an, which is also bullshit. They, they, Pardon, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, no. I mean, it's fine. You're good. Because people are like, oh, I, I was allergic... I was allergic to this, and then I went to see this holistic doctor who made me sniff in burning leaves or something, and now I'm I'm fine. It's just like... Oh, they were checking you for the plague. Wait, yeah. what was what leaf? Wait a minute, what? I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just... Yeah, it, it's like... Did he have a long but, mask with the yeah, they just come up with like these weird well, things. Do you, do you know the whole homeopathy thing? The more diluted something gets, the stronger it is? Like, it's absolutely absurd. Like, no, that's not true. At least not in car cleaning products. <laughs> yeah, right? But that's what they tell... Like, Jeez. literally, when you look, it's ridiculous. They but, sell you sugar pills and say it's yeah, yeah. medicine, and it's not. I... Because I, I talked to someone who said... They were like, yeah, I was bipolar, but then I went to see a holistic doctor, and he gave me a massage, and now I'm not bipolar anymore. And I was like, that... That medicine's not how really any of that works. Not how, that's not how that any works. of this works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he gave me a massage and a prescription. Yeah. Do you take your prescription? 
Well, yeah. Well, that's why you don't have bipolar. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's the massage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he told me to come back every week. But they charge, yeah, and they charge you all this money to like because it's not covered by your insurance. Chew on a yeah. stick. Like, I don't well, it's the same people like, that tell chew you on a stick. it's the same people that are out there saying, "Oh, you know, chemo's gonna kill you. Drink this juice, and it's gonna, you know, cure your cancer." Are you or, really willing to put your life on the line? But you know, I can. Under- people are, and people are dying. But I can understand. I can understand people's fear of doctors. I mean, at one time, it was thought that if you bleed your blood, you'll feel better. And then look what happened to George Washington. Okay, but Kelly, no, 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 no. Yes, George Washington bled to death. It okay. is prevax, prevax. See, he didn't get vaccinated. There yeah. it is. Exactly. If, if he uh, wouldn't have been vaccinated, he wouldn't have died. There we go. No, it does. But <laughs> what I'm saying is, is I'm not telling you to blindly trust your doctor. I'm saying look at the evidence. There is literally thousands and thousands and thousands of studies saying, hey, this is you know these are going to keep your kids from getting sick. This is how we kill cancer. Um, well, there's but, theories but on how we kill cancer. Usually I, it's the chemo that gets here. But I did the research and I saw that a thousand people like this one article, so it has to be right. So well, the best, have you, have you seen, water again, <laughs> again on social media, the comment, reading the comment section of some of these people's like posts. It's the best. No, I'm not a doctor. I This is just what I feel is best for my kids, so you should feel the same way. <laughs> so. And how dare you comment on my Facebook page against something I said. Uh, duh. Really? Yeah. Did, did you just disagree with me? Yeah. And then people are surprised. Blocked. There's people disagreeing. I, <laughs> again, it goes, and then it, but it goes, it goes back to what you were talking about with social media. People don't even read something. They just, and, and they just know everything. And it, it didn't, was it Robert, was it De Niro that came out with a film that was supposed to come out last year? It was Vaxxed. It was Vaxxed. That shit was off of the shelves so quick because they pulled it because he was catching so much shit for it. Well, because he, yeah. he came out and he was originally saying that he thinks that both sides of the story need to be um, heard. heard because they have been heard. his son or his grandson, I'm not sure, but he has um, a young male relative that has autism. So he, for some reason, doesn't understand how autism works. So he thinks that um, people need to hear well, that vaccines might cause autism, but they did, don't. Don't you hear no, that like, it would be evidence enough, though, that... Even before people started vaccinating, like people were getting autism. Like, so, but see well, here's, but see here's calling it autism. But see here, we didn't know what it was. But see, ADHD, it yeah, was but hyper, everything. Yeah. But that's where, but that's Mania. where we come back. That's where we come back to mental health. So the way we used to deal with mental health was extremely disturbing. We would lock these people into asylums, um, asylums, and okay, you know some of the houses. some of the way to cure mental illness was whipping them, um, shock therapy. Tying them in a straitjacket, leaving around lobotomies, wrapping you in really tight, uh, wet sheets. So, was was autism there? Yeah, it was just called something different. We when Johnny was a little bit different and was embarrassing the family. Johnny went and lived in the asylum. So and nobody so, talked about Johnny. And who Johnny who the hell who, who the hell knows how many cases there actually were, and if it was vaccinations that caused it. I mean, here's the it perfect wasn't. point. Medicine is constantly evolving. I mean, we yeah. went from treating mental illness and asylums to, you know, that would be considered heinous acts of crime because it was medicine, it was acceptable. But we even- went we went from doing that. We got rid of that, now we throw pills at things. But but now we're here with what the best that we have. You know, if if right. we don't vaccinate our children, okay, well shit, there's going to be an outbreak of, you know, look at Disneyland, there was the measles. outbreak of measles. Yeah. So if you don't vaccinate, it it's going to spread. So 
what what's the alternative? If if you want to say you're anti-vax, same with PETA. I I here we are. If you want to say you're anti-vax, give me a fucking solution to fix the problem. Because if we don't vaccinate... Oh, no, but they don't care about anybody else. Literally, you can see where these people are saying, well, How my kid's not sick, so I don't see why, you know. Damn it, you people have the American Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever you'll well, call is, it. You get it for free. This is totally yeah. a first world problem. This is yeah. not a problem they have in well, developing because, countries. Well, because, no, there's still kids dying from polio in India. Well, there's still people that measles. are... Yeah. There's, I mean, these well, are when, still when we're problems. vaccinating kids in Africa, it's not like... I mean, they just line up and they get what's shot in their arm. So, I mean... Parents, exactly. They line they up really for know. hours and days in the burning sun to get their kids vaccinated. And people here, no, I'm sorry. You know, little Jimmy doesn't need a vaccine. He'll be fine. Well, we'll, we'll yeah. give him some sugar water and some, some jalapeno smoothies or something. He'll I be don't great. Under, because, of course, the, he, they're going to say, hey, my kid is fine. But if their kid hasn't been exposed to whatever can cause the measles or, uh, you know, whatever virus you can get or chicken pox or something. You know, there are actually people out there that are, you know, it's not that they're anti-vax. It's just this they're crazy disease. No, no, no. Yeah. Their parents did it to them. So what they'll do is their kids aren't vaccinated for chicken pox. They'll take their kids to someone somewhere in their community yeah, that has chicken pox and, and they'll expose them. Just so they can get, get chicken pox. And get it out of the way. Oh, yeah. It's a, That's a thing. thing. Absolutely. It's a, it's a huge thing. Welcome to America, man. That's a big thing in Australia, too. Most people are, <laughs> most countries are like, I don't want it. Here, 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 Johnny. Here, why don't you go play over at his house? But he hasn't been in school in like a week. He's sick. It's fine. It's make fine. sure you touch those weird yeah, bumps just, on his arm. Just make sure you greet him yeah. with a hug and big hugs. Rub yeah. each other. You know, not, not yeah. that way. But you don't you want know. adult chicken pox. Yeah, but the, the moment shingles. you get shingle, yeah. well, the moment you get chicken pox, you can get the shingles. Exactly. It's totally just kind it's, of it's, intuitive. We look up on WebMD. I mean, I've even you know for like minor things. I'm dying. Yeah. You're gonna come up. You're gonna be like, oh hey, I have a irritated skin and the flu. I'm sorry, you don't have the plague. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this big like bulbous, you know, thing on the side of your head. It's not that You know, I was gonna come in, but WebMD said it could just be a migraine. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look, I it says because I have irritated so it's because you're scratching it. Stop. I think that I think that's you know that's why they have the nurses. It hurts when I do this. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. It hurts yeah. when I touch my my finger right here. Well don't touch your finger there. It's, it's broken. There's an open yeah. sore right there, okay? Uh, yeah, I get it. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. Thank you for joining us. Uh, catch us on YouTube, Facebook, Humanic Media. Um, Sorry we wasted your night. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sorry we wasted your night with some very educational information, all right? Yeah. Vaccinated kids. And opinionated, too. Vaccinations yeah. and baby seal killing. It's just all kinds of good stuff. All right, later. That's, uh, to us, people that can feel things, it, it, uh, it hurts.